Great to have you along for the ride. Really glad to have this man back. He is a, a guy I turned to for law enforcement advice. He, he did it so right in Milwaukee County in a place where you didn't think you'd be able to be successful, but he was every single time. It's former uh, former sheriff of Milwaukee County, Wisconsin, David Clark. Sheriff, how are you? Good to see you. I'm doing fantastic, Joe. Thanks for having me. Well, you are fantastic, and, and I appreciate having you back on. And I apologize for not having you on for a while, but we want to do this more regularly, especially when we see how these beautiful cities that you and I love are crumbling under the weight of crime and, and crime that is now, it's not one guy goes in and shoplifts, although that's happening, and it's not two people. Let's get 110 or 100, 200 people to go in and storm a convenience store or storm a Walmart or completely decimate a Target. Uh, Sheriff, how did we get here from where we could, we had crime that was happening but it was controllable to where now it's in mass and you can't do anything about it? Well, we took our foot off the gas pedal and we allowed the left to uh, come up with some crazy idea of a new way of policing. And they started talking about things like, you know, behavior modification, like second chance programs and, um, you know, work, uh, work training, job training, that sort of thing. And, you know, unfortunately, the conservatives, GOP, they fell for it. And so we stopped doing the things that were working in the 90s, the late 80s, all through the 90s and early 2000s, under order maintenance strategies, broken windows, uh, theory policing, that sort of thing. Everybody was on the same sheet of music. The feds, they were utilizing federal law, the U.S. Attorney's Office, the state was involved with their resources. The prosecutors, Joe, were actually prosecuting, which they aren't doing anymore. We actually got tough on crime during the uh, crime surge of the late 80s and early 90s with the cocaine epidemic. And ever since we uh, allowed the left to drag us down that rabbit hole of being nice to criminals, we're, we're paying the price for it now. AmericasSheriff.com is his website. Follow him everywhere. That uh, that Twitter following is getting back up to where it used to be. It was at 950 for a while, and then Jack got wind of it and knocked you down, but you're getting right back up there. We're going to push over a million soon, hopefully. It's uh, Sheriff David Clark. You brought up the broken windows theory, and I know that Rudy Giuliani, who's on the show all the time, he said that he did that in New York. You know, when you could elect a Republican mayor and a Republican governor in New York, you know that crime has really made the city hit bottom, and they fixed it. But he also used this broken windows theory. What is that? All right. First of all, um, you know, with with what they were doing in New York, the first thing that Mayor Giuliani did, he hired a ball busting uh, chief of police in Bill Bratton. Bill Bratton and the team he was working with, he was the head of the uh, New York subway police and he cleaned up the subway. So Giuliani liked what he was doing there. And he brought him up to be the superintendent of the, the commissioner, I should say, of the NYPD. Right. And what broken windows theory is, is it's an order maintenance program where you, you start to crack down on the little things, the, the, the nuisance type uh, crimes. You know, they might not be a big deal at the time, but what happens is when they're neglected, the, for instance, they had this problem with the squeegee men out there who right. were harassing motorists, started cracking down on stuff like that. Next thing you know, the criminals get the sense that somebody's going to do something about these little things. And next thing you know, they realize, well, they're really going to do something about the big things, the, f- the felonious type behavior and whatnot. You lock people up for the longest period of time allowable by law. You utilize state resources. You have prosecutors that will actually charge crimes. You send a lot of these guys the federal route. There's fe- certain federal statutes that apply to some of this criminal conduct. And you, you do that 24-7 and uh, 
when Bratton came in, the first thing he asked for was 5,000 new cops for NYPD. And, that, you know, that doesn't happen overnight. It takes time to train them. But they did get that uh, police force up to 40,000 from 35. Right. And so the results are they're there for everybody to see. Historic record lows in crime all across the board. But what happened then? They got fat and happy and said, okay, we've reduced crime. We're safe now. Let's stop doing it. Well, we, you know, we had people in positions of power, city councils, mainly we're talking about these urban areas. I started falling for this stuff about we're locking too many black people up, the uh, uh, mass incarceration. They came up with these slogans and accused the criminal justice system of targeting black men and uh, that it was hitting them the hardest, but they were the ones committing the crime. And so people started to feel guilty about it instead of saying, hell, man, people are enjoying these low historic lows of crime. Neighborhoods are livable. People feel safe in their homes and in their schools. And instead of pushing back, saying, get the hell out of here, this is what people ask for and this is what they want, they started to feel guilty about it. And they started to fall for some of this, you know, second chance. They re-lubricated the revolving door of criminal justice right. in one door, right out the next. And, you know, things like, uh, well, if we just got them some job training, they they would change their ways. That stuff doesn't work, Joe, and, and, and it's been proven not to work. But they fell for it. Well, they, they fell for it. It's getting worse and worse. Uh, this guy, Brandon Johnson, that's coming in as the as the mayor of Chicago. You had Lori Lightfoot, who looks like, a, you know, uh, was a wonderful mayor compared to this guy. This is what he had to say. I want to show you this video, and I want to play the audio. This is what he had to say when asked about all the young people, generally in urban areas, so generally black, who are committing these mass crimes in g- gigantic groups of people, vandalizing cars, breaking windows, uh, robbing the, the target blind and leaving nothing but a mess behind. When asked about that, he said this. Look, demonizing children is wrong. We have to keep them safe as well. Have you ever taught middle school? I have. Have you ever raised young people? Do you understand the risk that young people take just because they're young? Do you know that home plate is at the bottom of my stairs? I found that out when my son was sliding down those stairs trying to score. They're young. Sometimes they make silly decisions. They do. And so we have to make sure that we are investing to make sure that young people know that they are supported. Sheriff, what the hell is he talking about? Do you know? No, is Chicago in trouble? You know, they went from one bad mayor, Lori Lightfoot, uh, to another. It's probably going to be worse. Look, he doesn't understand the problem. These aren't children, Joel. These are roving bands of thugs. These are marauders. These are people who are engaged in organized crime with these smash and grabs. When 100 and 200 people descend on a retail area and start cleaning out stores, we're not talking about uh, juvenile behavior that we're, we're used to. You know, things like your toilet paper trees, you soap windows. Right. You know, you do that sort of thing. No, these are people that are committing armed robbery. These are people committing aggravated assaults, rapes murders, they're involved in gang activity, and he's calling them children? No, these are crooks. These people need to be, first of all, I need a correction in the juvenile justice system because what we're seeing is kids at a younger and younger age getting involved in serious felony conduct, conduct, 13-year-olds committing murder, for heaven's sakes, 14-year-olds committing armed robberies, carjackings. These are not juvenile delinquents. These are adult crimes they're behaving in an adult criminal fashion, and they need to be uh, treated as such. So, you know, it's just he's he's normalizing crime. Yeah. What's he talking about? Kids sliding down a, a case of stairs. I have no idea. 
haven't seen. I, I, I have no clue that the the guy seemed like he was completely detached from from reality, and I, and I don't get it because you and I have talked about this for many years now, David. If there are no deterrents, why stop doing it? Well, yeah, I mean, you know, look at it this way. Why does this only happen in these these ghetto areas, these these large urban Democrat-controlled cities? How come it's not happening in the suburbs with their kids? You know, that's the thing this guy needs to, this, this mayor needs to be asked. How come this isn't happening out in the western suburbs of, of Cook County, of, of Chicago, Illinois? How come it's not happening there? It's because you have parents involved. Right. You have parents that will straighten out their kids' behaviors. These kids that we're looking at today, these marauders, these teens, they're running wild in the street. There's no adult supervision. And you have a criminal justice system that won't deal with them adequately and teach them early on that there's consequences to their abhorrent behavior. AmericasSheriff.com. Go there. It's uh, Sheriff David Clark, retired Milwaukee County, Wisconsin. As we look at Alvin Bragg and, and the, the prosecutor in St. Louis, the prosecutor down the road here in San Antonio, so many of these people, the, uh, Kim Fox in, in, uh, in Chicago, they've been funded and financed by either Soros or people like him. They're taking felonies in just Manhattan County. They've taken felonies from uh, 52% felonies are now misdemeanors. Just not More than half of the felonies are no longer felonies. Sheriff, so when you're dealing with a prosecutor like that, and you're a law and office, a, a, a law and order guy like you are, um, how do you do that? Did you have somebody who agreed with you in Milwaukee County? Did you have to fight with that DA? Because if you arrest them and you bring down the hammer of the law, you need a prosecutor that'll back you up. Well, I call them out. I'd hold news conferences and I'd name names, and that's a big thing. These people operate in anonymity. They don't want their name out in the newspaper. You have these prosecutors. You have their assistants. You have these judges. They don't want to be in the newspaper, but I'd call them out by name at a news conference to put the pressure on. I was on the side of the law-abiding people in my community, which is why I got elected as a rock-solid conservative in a very liberal county. I got elected four times because they liked my style of law enforcement. It was no nonsense. Mass arrests. It was cracking down on, you know, utilizing things like saturation patrols in hotspot areas, making mass arrests. We have a police chief in Milwaukee right now who just released his summer initiative, and he said arrests are not the highest priority. Like, hell, they aren't. Arrests work. What's, what's the, the job, then, if that's not what he wants to do to people committing crimes? into community ambassadors, for heaven's sakes. They're not crime fighters anymore, Joe. What you need, that's why I said it starts with a, a mayor that gets it, which Johnson doesn't, but the mayor of Milwaukee's the same way. Uh, ironically, his last name is Johnson. But it starts with hiring a balls-to-the-wall police chief who's not going to take any nonsense regarding this criminal behavior. You're going to properly staff them. They've defunded the Milwaukee Police Department. The mayor, the current mayor, who was just elected last April, his first budget, he cut 50 positions from the Milwaukee Police Department. They they were already down 170 positions, so he's not committed. And like I said, they've turned these cops from crime fighters. you got to turn them back into crime fighters like we did during the late 80s and all through the 90s and stop with this nonsense of uh, officer feel good and getting along with everybody. No, go after the crooks, identify the crooks, arrest the crooks, and hold them uh, in confinement by the for the longest period of time allowable by law. But when you have like no bail policies, the state of Illinois, the governor just signed a bill and went into effect this past January. No bail for most criminal offenses. That stuff doesn't work. You have a prosecutor in Milwaukee, John Chisholm. See, I name names. John Chisholm last year 
didn't file charges on 60% of the felony arrests that were made in the city of Milwaukee. Wow. That's why you're seeing this surge in, in crime and this uh, disorderly behavior all across the board. I know the attorney general in Missouri is doing all he can to get rid of the, the, the Soros prosecutor in St. Louis. Yeah, she's doing the same thing. And what happens is when you don't prosecute the crime, you just let it sit there, eventually they just let the person go. Well, we have to let you go. No, 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 this is going nowhere. We don't have a court case. We have no court date. We don't even have a hearing. So I guess they're not going to prosecute. It's almost like a, a pocket veto that the president would do. I'm just going to ignore it, and then we'll let the criminals go again. Um, Sheriff, I had, I had a, a former FBI agent on the other day, Kyle Serafin, and he said, Joe, I'm going to blow your mind. Did you know that there's an autonomous zone in Minneapolis, Minnesota? I said, well, no. What are you talking about? He said, there is a no-go zone for police in Minneapolis run by one of the big gangs um, that you know from the West Coast in L.A., um, and, and nobody goes there. And it's been there since May of 2020 after the George Floyd death. David, did you know that we have pockets in major cities in this country where police are literally not allowed to go? Yeah, it started in Seattle. Uh, it was around the time of the George Floyd. Yeah, they called it the Chop or the Chaz or whatever it was in Seattle, right? Yeah, they set up barricades so that uh, they control who comes in but but you're the, you're, you're the sheriff and they set up barricades in your city. Don't you just go right in? What I would do, Joe, is I would go to the Department of Public Works and say, we need one of your uh, snowplow drivers. We need one of your snowplows, you know, the big dump truck with the big blade on the yes. front. And I'd drive it through there with a team of officers behind it. And I'd plow through that damn barricade and say, that's it. This stuff is over. We're taking over. And I, I would um, occupy. I would have cops occupying that damn zone until we clean it up but see and you, would, you would be well within your rights why aren't they doing it <laughs> they've been defanged you, you, they're hiring police chiefs who are going along with this stuff joe for heaven's sakes like i said this police chief in the city of milwaukee jeffrey norman there again i name names uh he believes in all of this community ambassador crap he believes in all of this uh you know that the criminal justice system is inherently racist he tries to settle a lot of this stuff short of an arrest. No, 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 no. Get these people off the street. Get the DA involved. Get the DA active. You get the, the U.S. attorney. Do you know that some cities are, are using the racketeering statutes of the federal system to charge some of these damn gang members and some of these other career criminals? Things like the Violent Career Criminal Act that charges you federally. The Fed charges stick. The Fed charges are more certain to be, there's certain to be a conviction. Right. And you're going to go along, you're going to go away to a federal prison for a long period of time. Joe, this is not rocket science. All we have to do is stop the nonsense. But again, it takes, first of all, it takes the right people in the right, uh, the right seats. And we don't have that right now with these cities. It's uh, Sheriff David Clark. Go to americassheriff.com. Follow him everywhere. And Clark has an E at the end of his last name. Um, let me ask you this. When somebody makes the dumb argument that there's institutionalized racism, I, th I think this Brandon Johnson idiot calls it structural racism, which means that we're mass incarcerating young black men. I mean, you know that's not true. I know that's not true. For those who can't see, the sheriff happens to be a black man. He's not out there arresting people that look like him for the hell of it. He, he's out there arresting people committing crimes. But when they make that dumb argument, they always back it up with, well, blacks are 12% of the population. Why is it 49% or whatever it happens to be incarcerated are black? What's the, what's the proper I know the answer is they committed the crimes. That's why they're behind bars. But what's the logical answer to knock them off that stupid argument? The answer is, first of all, it's the wrong benchmark to use their representation in the community. I know it's 13% of this country is black. But when you look at 
who's involved in the crime, especially the violent crime, 60% of the of people arrested or identified in a uh, as a suspect, black. So they're overrepresented in terms of their involvement in crime. Right. That's why they they represent more of the arrests and more of the people uh, sent to prison because of their their uh, overrepresentation in terms of being involved in violent crime. That's the response to that nonsense. They they use that metric um, as a misuse of statistics. Like, okay, we got thirteen percent of the population's black. We should only arrest thirteen percent of the criminals who are committing the crime when when sixty percent of them are black. I mean, it makes no sense. You know, most people get it, yeah. but too many people they start to back down when they hear that crap. They start to feel guilty. And I, I just turn around and say, who's committing the crime here? I got some stats here for you. Read it down. 60% involved in the robberies, 60% involved in the aggravated assaults, blah, blah, blah. Get out of here. Hey, I've got maybe 50, this sounds stupid, but only about 15 seconds left. Wouldn't we better use our resources, David, if we went into the black community and fixed what the inherent problem seems to be? No, because a lot of those are self-inflicted. You have uh, no fathers in the home. You have school failure. You have uh, drug and alcohol abuse. You have... In a gang involvement by young people, government can't fix that. The black community is going to have to have a a, a, a come-to-Jesus moment yeah. amongst themselves and say, look, we're going to start shunning some of this behavior instead of finding anything culturally re- redeeming in it, and we're going to hold you accountable. We're going to shun and shame you for not raising your kids, blah, 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 blah. Government can't fix this, Joe. Gover- the only role for government is to arrest the perpetrators. Uh, right. And then the, the, the communities have to realize there's a problem here. Let's try to fix it. It's Sheriff David Clark, retired in Milwaukee County. Go to americassheriff.com. Come back again soon, my friend. Thank you. Be well, Joe. All right. We're back after this. Stay right here. You're listening to Joe Pags. Great to have you. Great to have David Clark on. We appreciate the sheriff coming back on. I think his ideas would work exponentially better than what's happening right now. Real guy, straight shooter. Go to americassheriff.com. We're back after this. Stay here. This is the Joe Pegg Show.